are now listening to the Rotten Banana Podcast. Love, Tori Deal. Hello and welcome, Challenge fans, to the Rotten Banana Podcast, a podcast covering all things MTV's The Challenge. I'm your host, Logan of HedrickFiles.com. Joining me today, as always, down in lovely Monterey, Maria. How you doing, girl? Doing good. Hey, everyone. Um, yeah, we missed out on a little bit of Twitter drama last week, but I don't know if we really need to discuss that much. It was like about Brad not taking the kids one weekend and Tori is all tweeting up about it. So it's like, let's not air this out. It's, I don't know. There's, yeah, there's just like so much Twitter drama that spills out after the show that it's kind of impossible to like always be up to date on it. So I say we just jump into the episode. Sounds good to me. All right. So episode starts with um, Kyle and Brad and Zach still talking shit about Polly after his, um, what do we call that? Antics after the elimination? Yeah. Well, I mean, I probably would still be talking about it too. <laughs> it was exciting. I mean, that's kind of the shot in the arm the show has needed. So, uh, yes, definitely uh, agree. I'm holding back on this rant. I'm trying to make sure we get there in order before I start. Oh, going off. So if I, if I explode before then, just be prepared. try to calm me down. Um, and then we get Jose and Davon finally settling into the house because they haven't even been in the house because remember I, they were I, Yeah, when they were like, oh, it's so nice to be here. I could, I, they literally haven't even seen it. Right. Because they were selected by, who was it? Uh, Amanda and Zach that won that first purge elimination in the first episode, the first five minutes of the first episode. Yeah, seriously. Uh, and so they got to pick jo- uh, Jose and Devon to go straight to the redemption house. Um, and then they have a little side discussion to try to figure out what they're going to do about this Polly lie, rumor, Brad, Brittany, Chuck situation. And I think Jose ultimately was like, we're not going to deny the rumor. We're not going to confirm it. We're just going to kind of say what we saw. And if Brad deducts his own conclusions from it, so be it. So you know what? I think that's the... In two shows, I think that's the first smart thing Jose has ever done. Quite shocking, but I tend to tune him out. So <laughs> I was like, whatever you're saying is probably stupid. It's like, yeah, Jose, right when you think he's starting to get a hold of the show and he's doing well and he's back from Redemption House and they win an elimination and now he's sowing these seeds of rumors to get inside Brad's head. We get to the challenge where he literally can't swim and you're reminded, oh, right. um, Jose is like one of the worst competitors they've ever had on the challenge. Oh my God. I loved that. That was hilarious. And so spot on. (laughs) Uh, So before we get there, um, Kyle, this is still back at the house that night after the elimination. Kyle is worried about Brad's potential reaction um, to this news from Polly and Brad in a one-on-one interview says, this changes the whole dynamics of the game. And it's like, well, does it, Brad? Or does it just affect your relationship with this one girl who is now gone home and someone who's in the redemption house? So Brad, he's always like, whatever his reality is, that's the only reality that he can see. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I guess this section kind of just wrap it up with like, 
everything that happened that night. So, like, where do you stand now a week later thinking about um, Polly and both his explosion after the elimination and him going back to redemption and him sowing these seeds of doubt in Brad's mind? Well, him as, like, a character as a whole, the idea of him in that sense has really changed. I thought he was going to be pretty, like, timid but like a good muscle kind of like hunter yeah uh, i mean my, my yeah i'm totally with you my yeah. preconceived notion was kind of like um who was natalie's um vendetta last season what was that guy's name the other big brother guy with the long hair who like refused to promote anything about the challenge because he had such a such an awful time <laughs> i don't even remember he's not even rememberable he was, he was so forgettable um, so yeah, that was kind of my preconceived notion of like, oh, these are the type of people that they cast for Big Brother. Like, not necessarily exciting, but not necessarily, you know, wallpaper, but somewhere in between. And Polly is just the opposite of that. Yeah, which I was so excited about. Like, the fact that the guys were still talking about it, it's like, I'm still thinking about it. Like, it was such a good scene for TV. He was... He brought out his, like, the fact that he actually could be a good competitor in this game because of how he handled himself in this crazy explosive way. Uh, that guy <laughs> from... He was so methodical about it. That guy from Vendettas we were thinking of. Victor, of course. Victor. How that's could, right. How could we yeah. forget he left such a lasting impact on yeah, us? Yeah, seriously. Wow. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I think... Um, uh, but I guess what also kind of scares me is that, like, thinking about Polly as a player is that, I don't know, he, I'm worried sometimes that maybe, like, his emotions now might get too, far, too controlling of him, I guess. If he does, though, more power to him. And it's like, that's exactly what the show needs. Yeah. It needs someone to just, like, be flying off the handle and be making totally. these emotional moves. Because... The game so much has changed in the last couple of years. And it's like, if you show up to one of these shows, you better know what you're doing or else you're going home instantly. Yeah. And that's definitely been the case with these big brother people. Um, it's Some of them get it right off the bat. Some of them it takes half a season. Some of them go on Champs for Stars and still don't even know how to play. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Chose> it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, I love that... The only thing I can even compare this to in recent seasons, and I think I mentioned it a couple episodes ago, is whatever it was, Rivals 3, uh, maybe before Rivals 3, whenever the Nelson and uh, Amanda team first showed up and nobody knew who they were. They were this Are You The One crew who showed up late and then didn't do that well in their challenge that day or whatever. But um, Amanda that night just is firing shots off at everyone in the house saying, fuck you, Tony, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you. Just like making enemies the moment she gets there and like she's like, oh, these are my Are You The One people? All right, I'm ride or die, but the rest of you, like, I'm here to make myself known. And I really appreciate when someone jumps into a challenge house and does that because so much of the time, like look at what Victor did. He was just like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna like play it cool. And like, oh, I've got this one really strong vendetta with Natalie, who's from my season of Big Brother. And it's like, nobody cared about your storyline on the show. Nobody cared when you went home. 
and you've literally one season later already been forgotten by one of the most hardcore challenge fans in the history of the show. I do, I could not remember his name for the life of me. I had to look that no, up. Not even close. So the fact that Polly is, he kind of tried to play it cool in the beginning and he put his feelers out and he got himself locked into this love triangle. And then he just cranked it up to 11 after that. And he's like, I don't care what my reputation is. I'm starting shit in this house. Yep. I loved it. So I don't think we see him once this episode. They never, oh no, that, that's wrong. They do For cut, like a millisecond. They do cut They're to the like, redemption house. CT? <laughs> right, after uh, CT and Veronica. Okay, we'll get there because I've got a lot to say about that. Okay. So I think it's the next morning now and um, Bananas and Angela, aka Banangela, are just hanging out. And Johnny says something about how like messing around with her could screw up his game. And it's like, Johnny, you have now come full circle and you have become that which you hate. You have become the Wes and CT strategy of nobody here likes me. I don't have any of my OG Alliance members. There's no Leroy. There's no John, you know, Johnny Evan Kenny. Even beyond that, he just doesn't have his peeps there. So he's going the old school Wes and CT route of just straight up shamelessly hooking up with rookies to get rookie numbers on his side. This is a strategy that he clowned Wes for seasons about. <laughs> yeah, except I don't really know if he's using it as a strategy. You think or he really he just... loves Angela? No, I don't think he <laughs> loves Angela. I just think he's just like bored and is like, yeah, Maybe. let's like do something. I think something. he's kind of like... desperate though. Who's his number one really? in the house? Who's his, but, who's his... But like... But do you really think, has he like talked strategy with her or has he just rubbed his face on her her ass? You know what I mean? That's a strong strategy. That's a good (laughs) ass strategy, trust me. But you know, like, it's not like he's rallying the troops. You're right, you're right. It is different because Wes would like, not only hook up with a a smoking hot blonde rookie chick, he would also, (laughs) or what? Or brunette. True, yeah, he had a couple. And then he would also rally all of her, her friends who are rookies on the show and like have that yeah. be his numbers. Johnny's kind of just like, I've got me and Tony and I've got Angela and Faith. And that's kind of really his only alliance. Cause like, yeah. who is Tony's alliance? I feel like Tony is cool with like Tori and. No. I feel no. like I've heard Tori and, and Tony like talk about each other being cool. Yeah. I almost feel like. They um, are so like beyond, like it's not even really like alliances anymore. Like they don't For even like set just as a whole. Like I just don't think like anyone's really been like, we are ride or die. Like let's talk. We're gonna get these people on our side. Let's talk numbers. Blah blah. Like they haven't really had this on the season. I feel like if you come in as Johnny Bananas. You're just kind of like, no, 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 no. I know I'm like going to be safe. I know there's going to be alliance around me because I've been part of this for so fucking long. Mm-hmm. And I know these people that it's just a kind of like a known thing. That's kind of how this season's feeling. For You're kind of right because especially with the way the voting goes, uh, alliances don't really matter as much in this one. It's kind of the only alliance that matters is like your partner, which you're forced to be with. Yeah. And like the way voting goes, you know, we've only had one voting 
session in five episodes. So I it's kind of hard to. That's the best part of your freaking show, and right. you've only had it once. Yeah, that's Terrible. the problem. It's like voting is interesting because of the politicking that happens before it. And instead of showing that stuff, you're just showing all relationship drama. So ridiculous. Anyway, so that, that, that'll become part of the, the weekly rant as we get there. <laughs> it, it shall present itself. <laughs> all right. So after the uh, Bonangela stuff, we get this like shockingly long workout montage. Did you notice how it was like yes. five plus minutes long of them? Oh, just I didn't realize out? how long it was. Probably because I stopped watching. Yeah, it was kind of there's like a workout clip. I'm like, okay, next. Like I already hate working out. I don't need to be shamed <laughs> no. by these beautiful and jacked people working out. Well, and then it's like sad when like poor Sil- like Sylvia's like right next to all these people who like have muscles popping out of their eyeballs and she's like okay guys like let's take it easy for a minute and they're like uh no keep running that is the blessing and curse of being partnered with joss is that he probably is the best long distance runner and probably best athlete on the show but the whole time you're there he's going to be bitching at you to be working out on his level Jeez, ridiculous uh so there was like a little bit of tension between those two uh but I think that's just like, we need to spread out the drama of the show, of this episode specifically. Like, get give Joss and Sylvia 30 seconds. Yeah, exactly. And then before it even came up on the on the show, Derek is working out. And I, my note I have written down here is, he is the new popcorn muscles of the challenge. He has snatched that crown from Corey because, bro, you played college basketball... You're in incredible shape, you're young, and you're one of the worst people, not only on this show. So later on, when somebody prompts, who is it, Zach says that um, Jose might be the worst male challenger ever, I would say he's not even the worst male challenger on this show. I think Derek <gasps> is. Ooh, ooh, that's interesting. Whoa, I don't know. After oh, their, after their challenge? Trend, like, Oh, that's like after their challenge. Tori and Derek it. are in an interview, and he's pissed because he continues to do shitty. And she's like, "Oh, dude, you keep doing better and better on every challenge you've been on." So going from being the worst person ever to now hanging on the second rope is an improvement. Like when that is your scale of of how much better you're doing in this challenge than the previous ones, bro, you're shit. You are complete shit. <laughs> I love that she was trying to be so nice. She's like, she's got like, every wow, emotion. She's like, I have to try to be positive. I have to try to yeah, find something positive. She had to. You know what's so funny to me is like, okay, when he dropped to like the bottom of the rope, I noticed there was like the same like knot at the bottom of his rope that he was holding on at the bottom of the stake rope in front of him. And I was like, dude, it would be epic if you swung and grabbed onto, that onto the one bottom. From the next one, like, you got you another rope. Yeah, but I, if you had just done that, at least tried. Did you notice and when fall, he when he first me. got on, he tried to do two ropes at once. So he tried to like snatch the stake rope. Yeah, he's a freaking idiot. The rope after it's like, bro, we're concerned about you just like making it onto the first one. What are you doing trying to knock out two at once? Well, that was his downfall. Was that he tried to go too fast and he missed his footing. He's terrible. It's He's like, terrible. It's like, I get that maybe you're not the smartest, maybe you're not the sharpest tool in the shed, but like when 
what is allegedly your wheelhouse and what you would be strong at, which is these like physical things you've been atrocious at. What are you good at? What is your field of expertise on this show? I have no idea. <laughs> All right. So there's, there's our opinion Hopefully, on Derek. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Derek. Um, so jumping back to where we were post uh, workout montage, we get CT and Shane discussing having Veronica as a partner which then goes to sow the seeds of, you know, what happens later on with them uh, in the episode. And I actually have these, like, bunch of notes from later on that I kind of want to discuss now. And that is, you know, we're so used to – this isn't even my rant. This is just another mini rant. So oh, love yourself, it. Folks. We're so used to, quote, unquote, used to. I guess it hasn't been, like, four seasons since they've done it. But it's, like, an episode would be post-elimination – them talking in the house, getting a text from TJ, going to the challenge, the drama post-challenge, if there's like a troika or, you know, however they decide the voting situation. And then you, 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 you get what I'm trying to get to is like yeah. there's a cycle of like seven specific things that usually happened every episode. Exactly, yeah. And they've vastly changed it since then. But nowadays I've noticed there is a cycle, but it's – entirely different and it's all drama based they so drama early on between one of the couples or one of the partnerships or something which then leads to some sort of payoff it has been pretty much five for five episodes that something that is teased early on in the episode then gets paid off with somebody going home or going into elimination or getting a betrayal vote or something like that and that's just not the the cycle that is going to like push the show forward. And yeah, it's like regardless of the challenge and the voting and the elimination cycle, it's this one. It just happened to be, Oh, we're going to ha- show CT talking about how he doesn't like having Veronica as a partner. He's going to show them doing poorly in the challenge. And then there's going to be the aftermath of them going to the redemption house and arguing. And that, that was the cycle for, for this episode. And it was just, that's a good point. It, it was lame, dude. It was not, enough content like th- this no. petty drama this is gonna sound kind of dickish but this petty drama between two 45 year olds is not why i tune <laughs> into the challenge <laughs> okay but i do love the fact like i would take ct veronica drama over nell sitting kaylee drama okay, yes day, so. <laughs> okay so my so question to you focused around the right couple my question to you is, does CT have the right to be this mad about having Veronica as a partner? Um, yes, I think yes. Because... Was, go ahead, go ahead. Well, they're, like, it would be different if, like, CT and Veronica, like, had just met or, like, they were, like, newer to this, but what you know, is the, even the crux for them to be partners on this show? Other than CT's a great competitor, Veronica's fallen off. Let's see what happens when you put them together because CT will get pissed. That It's like, what was their previous drama for them to be put as partners? Like, CT has just outwardly said he's, like, always hated Veronica. Like, they, they have never, like... They've never been on the same side. Yeah, never. And I guess like, okay, what what does bother me is that like, if you do go back, like maybe Veronica wasn't like 
the best challenger, but she was fierce hey, and she was Monica like has three challenge it. wins. Whenever CT is rattling off their accomplishments and he goes yeah. twenty five shows between us, five championships between us. Guess who has the more? You can't that's split two a, and a half, a two and a half. Point. That's Veronica a good has three. point. CT so has two. That's, that's, I think that's what he's like trying to say, right? It's kind of like you are a challenge winner. You've always been super fierce. And now that I get teamed with you, you there's no fierceness. There's no like... It's vacation mode. It's Yeah, it's like there's no even like... Um, there's no sense of trying, you know? And like... I think that's what pisses him off. You know, if she would like actually put in effort, CT wouldn't be this mad. But she doesn't put in any fucking effort. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i torn because when I first watched it, I was like, God, Veronica, try. Like, what the hell? You, it seems like you didn't even give any effort. And then she posted something on Instagram and was getting ripped and getting so much hate on it. And then she kind of took to Twitter to defend herself. And... I kind of fall more in defense of Veronica now because... Why? So having gone back and watched the episode a second time, she starts on her knees and is trying to like climb the the stake thing from her knees. And I'm like, okay, that's like never, ever going to work. You're, you're just not... That's never going to happen. Um, and then she gives it an actual go and she jumps on and she has a grip for half a second and then she falls. Um... But I just think that CT, the way he's being a teammate is like not, it's like she, Veronica was likely going to fall there whether CT was an asshole or not. So it's like you might as well accept the situation that you're in and be supportive rather than, uh, see this, I don't know. This is why I'm torn. Why why would she necessarily fall? Like why is she automatically going to fall? Like she's Sylvia, old and bad. Sylvia jumped to the the meat thing. Granted, CT could have like hung back and like swung it better, you know, whatever for her. But like Sylvia jumped and caught it. She could have jumped and caught it. Like you can jump and catch. Like you can do that. Hold on. Like you know what I mean? Like she could have at least done that. She literally didn't even hold on to it. She slipped off instantly. All right, so this is... And it's not like she was, like, the first one to go through it. True. She had other people to watch, and she still fucked up. Um, so I feel like I'm not doing a very good job defending her. So let me Terrible. just... Let, Terrible. <laughs> let me just read a few of her tweets. Um, so a lot of CT's criticism was, you know, she all she does is drink at the house, and she never works out. And she like what it wasn't even just that like she wasn't trying in the in the challenges. It's that she was in vacation mode. Okay, so this is what she said. Um, Jemmy tweeted out something about how she's bummed that you know she wouldn't be around the Redemption House when her girl Veronica was coming back. So Veronica says, "Want to know a little secret? I thought you were there, so I purposely fell and ruined all of CT's chances at providing for his family, all because I wanted to drink green wine with one of my besties." Obviously kidding. So then later she tweets, the misconception is that in a challenge house, I drink wine nonstop. That is a flat out lie. The producers ration out the wine. My wish is that, is that it was pouring from a spout nonstop. Um, Instead of all this hate from CT fans, I should be getting a big fat. Thank you. Why? Because your golden boy 
would have never made it across the entire way and that would have tarnished the intimidation factor behind his rep. He even told me this himself. So like she's kind of trying to be witty and clever about it while dancing around the topic of no longer being the athlete that she once was, right? Because like bottom line, it's like if she could hold on to that first rope for 10 seconds, we wouldn't be talking about all this. But... Are we ready for the for the rant or should we? Well, I don't know because you still didn't get me on her side with those tweets. That's all I gotta say. All right, all right. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm looking at some of her screenshots that she took from her Instagram, and it's like nobody deserves this kind of hate. She's a contestant on a reality show. I mean, obviously, like she doesn't deserve hate. That's like awful listen, listen to general, what this person but... wrote. You're embarrassing yourself on national TV and fucking it up for CT and his family. Shame on you. Stop coming on the show. Okay, that's terrible. And those people are trolls and assholes. But like, I mean, not to be like a jerk. She's not the only person that has trolls on the internet, right? Totally, like, I mean, totally. everyone has that, especially if you're on reality TV. And I think the like the biggest thing though is, is that like maybe MTV isn't showing it but like, she just looks like she's not trying. And I think that's like the biggest problem is I, there, every time like I felt like Veronica like didn't do well in a challenge or like didn't do a challenge was because, and she was like freaking out and scared. Like she just always had this like emotion because I felt like she was really invested in it. I just don't feel like she's invested in it. That's all. All right, interesting take. Um, let's continue. <laughs> so, we get Brad and Jose talking about Chuckney. And that is uh, obviously Chuck and Brad. Or excuse me, Chuck and Brittany. <laughs> and I only even say that because later on in the episode, Tori refers to them as Bratney, which I think is brilliant. So they're discussing Chuckney. And Brad's kind of digging for the truth. And Jose doesn't want to squander the rumor. So he just kind of is like, oh, yeah, she was walking around the house without any clothes on and he even says she was using you to fill the void left by chuck i think that's a fucking devastating thing to hear and if anything i would think it would make more sense that she was using chuck to fill the void left by brad right jose's an idiot he just tried to say something that was like super and crazy and yeah he just wanted to say something inflammatory to like get him off his game which props but but see the thing is he didn't want he didn't want brit he didn't want it it just seemed to brad that britney was invested in brad he wanted it to seem like britney has always been invested in chuck true true uh and then brad he has a sad little moment in his interview where he talks about oh he doesn't have very much money these days but he managed to get her a a birthday a birthday present and it was his necklace. I Brad. My heart okay. breaks, bro. No, I think Brad's lying. About that? Of all um, things to lie about? You okay, because he like okay, he I think it was way more extreme this birthday present. Oh, and you I, think that he's like trying to play it down. Yeah, yeah because I reason why I say that is because he's literally mentioned this numerous times that he went through all this trouble to make sure that he would have a birthday present for her 
that it would come, that it would be here for her birthday and it would be on the show and like all this stuff. And you're telling me you had trouble packing a little necklace and that was like your big trouble? <laughs> no. I mean, Brad's version of the truth is always exaggerated. I think there was something bigger going on. Otherwise, he was exaggerating on this huge gift that was apparently he was used, surprising her with. All right, let's keep keep trucking along because whenever this whenever this rant hits, I, I don't know how long it's gonna go. So so funny. I, can, I can't right, I cannot overhype this rant enough. <laughs> it better be good, man. Uh, we get Nelson and Faith discussing Nelson's relationship with Kaylee, and how he's quote trying to play the game or trying to focus on the game and not play with emotions. Bro, your whole life is just playing with emotions. So get a grip. Stupid. Um, yep. And then Kaylee talks hella shit about the two of them and how how could any girl not get mad seeing him flirt with another girl? It's like, Kaylee, your interpretation of him flirting with another girl is just literally the most normal, asinine conversation. This relationship will go nowhere. I'm bored of it. Let's move on. <laughs> and, yeah, there's a lot of drama on Twitter post-episode about this and how... So Kaylee like does a podcast every week or every other week. And she apparently talked about the Nelson thing. So then Nelson was teasing earlier today. He's like, Oh, which podcast should I get on? I, th- I threw our name in the mix, but he didn't seem to respond to anyone. So Aww. I think it's still, we're still available. Nelson, if you want to come on. Hey, yeah. <laughs> um, then we get faith and Jose and Dave Vaughn talking about their big brother Alliance and being rookies and how they have enough numbers to kind of, at least throw their weight around a little bit. Um, and then Davon plays up the surveillance video room thing that they had in the Redemption House, saying, oh, we saw so much. We saw everything that was going on. It's like, for all we know, they pretty much only saw the Kayla and Melissa fight, right? As far as we know, that's the only thing they saw from the house. It, well, yeah. So, like... That bring that brought up to me like a really good point. I literally was like, they had this whole redemption house. And it was like this big twist is that they could actually see what was going on in the house, and then we literally didn't see it again. Yeah, pretty lame. like so we actually we actually as viewers have no idea what they saw. Right, and it's like I, I appreciate her, um, you know, bluffing. And saying, you know, we saw so much. We know yeah, everything that's been going on. Definitely. But give me a little more info on that. Like, it seemed like she was just kind of played this bluff and then nothing came of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm wondering if, like, they'll make up some an, another lie later or something. I don't know. Because every time there's, like, some revelation, they always cut to Tori being like, oh, no. What, what information do they know? It's like Tori's... <laughs> Reaction faces are the driving force of this whole show. That's hilarious. <clears throat> okay, so we finally get to the second daily challenge of Wow. And it's another rainy day. TJ announces we're going to get a purge. Um, he also says that this is the great white shark capital in this bay that they're on top of, which I don't really understand the purpose of him saying that because it's not like... The sharks were there. It's not like they were in any danger of being attacked by sharks. I guess I, I get that they want to make it seem cool and cutting edge and more dangerous, but it's like, okay, the bay is 
great white shark infested. Cool. Yeah. End of end of story. End of story. Maybe that's why they had. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then TJ makes fun of Polly for being at the Redemption House and says, "You nobody wants to go hang out with Polly," which I kind of appreciated. <laughs> Um, and then the actual setup of the uh, challenge was very, very classic style challenge. It's like you've got a, a rig hanging over a bunch of water and a thing that the challengers have to climb across. Very yeah. simple, straightforward. And I appreciated them going old school with it being like you just get from point A to point B, whoever's the fastest. Yep. Um, a few, a few notes before this rant because I can feel the rant coming up. I can feel it, folks. Uh, Johnny's neck scratch um, looks like somebody tried to slit his throat. Did you see that? No. Uh, I think it was from uh, when... Oh, yes! I did notice that. Yeah, it was that. like low across his neck. I think it was from when him and uh, Shane got caught up in that first challenge while they're hanging from the ropes. That's the only explanation oh, that I can interesting. come up with. interesting. Uh, and then I've got... Zach and Amanda give the absolute best interviews. They're, they're the most compelling pair, don't you think? Yes. In terms of just like well, sheer yeah. fun personalities and the way that they bounce off each other, that they like hate each other, but it's a playful hate. And she knows that he's her meal ticket to the final. And he knows that they can get to the final if Amanda plays to her capabilities and he keeps her positive and yes. keeps them on the same page. So just, I think they have the best dynamic of anyone. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Are you ready for this? Are we going to start it? So this I'm was so inspired. I, I didn't really feel like I had a rant in me like a half hour ago. And then I jumped on the, the challenge subreddit and I found this post that says, Production has no clue what they're doing. Episode five, notes and grade. And it's by a user named Tecmo Bozo. And just I, I just was kind of inspired by a few uh, points that he made. Okay, so the first thing he says, no one does Big Fish Little Pond better than Johnny. Also, Johnny going the Wes, let's get the rookies on our side route is dot, 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 interesting. Especially considering he, he you know ripped Wes for years about that. But that's not the rant. Here is my rant. Production is doing an absolutely awful job on this format. Final Reckoning is arguably the worst format in the last five, six seasons, if not the worst format the challenge has ever done. You do a purge day one where two people don't even get to partake and eventually they're the ones sent home. You do another purge on the second daily, which is bullshit and you do a not only okay the purpose of a purge is to get rid of multiple teams at once you only got rid of one of the fan favorite teams and the point that set me off in this post that really is getting this rant going he says production making this purge is too perfect what idiots they all deserve to be fired you know what i don't want to see ct in an elimination oh wait that's all everyone wants to see when CT gets on a goddamn show. So it's like, you've set up... Yes, you have your stupid safety net that you put there for Bananas a couple seasons ago to have the Redemption House. But it's like, what is the worst case scenario here? CT and Veronica go into the Redemption House because of a stupid physical-based elimination, which if you're going to do a purge, there should be an equalizer and it should be multiple steps... You know, multiple things you have to complete. You can't just have a purge 
on a physical challenge where your teams are already screwed up enough that you have th- these two teams in Brad and Kyle and Bananas and Tony that literally, I guarantee you, one of those two teams is going to win every single physical challenge for the rest of the show. And you yeah. have this pairing of players in CT who's strong and Veronica who is still a strong player in certain aspects. This clearly was not playing to her strength. So you've got this worst case scenario now where Veronica doesn't make it on to the first rope. They go straight to the redemption house. And, oh, spoiler alert, I, I, I'm sure that the way you get back into the uh, main house is going to be the same way as the first redemption elimination, where there's a fucking double cross. And the only way that CT is going to get back in the main house is if he pulls the double cross because you know if somebody else in the redemption house pulls it, obviously they're not going to pick CT and Veronica to go up a, uh, against an elimination because that's suicide. So, boom. You've just screwed the viewers out of getting any redeemable aspect of the show regarding CT, who is, according to Polly, Hold on, I've got the quote here. He says... CT is the most iconic player in the history of the challenge and definitely my idol. Boom, rant over. That was beautiful. Thank you. That felt cathartic. That was straight beautiful. Don't you think though? It's like there's so many obvious wrong turns that production has made. Not even just like slight tweaks. It's like you had a purge where you just sent a great team home that we want to see more of. Well, I think, yeah, I think the biggest problem was that you said TJ sent TJ out there and said purge. And literally all you did was send one team home that didn't even get to see an elimination or one team to the redemption house that didn't even get to see an elimination before. Like literally all you did was skip an elimination. Bro, do another purge. I'm not against that. Do it in episode nine or 10 and send three teams straight home. Like, I, I, I just, you can't just send one team to the redemption house and call it a purge. Right. And it's like the whole reason that CT is interesting to be on the show. It's, it's not the CT and Veronica drama. It's not CT firing off clever quips in the house, getting pissed that his partner isn't working out. It's seeing CT, one of the greatest athletes ever in his element, doing an elimination or doing a challenge. And you're literally snatching that away from us because why what was the point of this purge literally i'm actually wondering if like they are we're, are gonna change it to try to like keep ct in the show yeah it's like like what like if they don't do the double cross maybe or something final reckoning as a as an idea isn't bad you're basically just doing rivals Four, but with more complicated voting and a redemption house and cross gender. I guess Rivals Three was cross gender too. So yeah, but but it's there's uh, Rivals Two and Rivals Three. I think are the perfect format of shows. Like. I, I talk about Rivals 2 all the time. I, I literally just re rewatched it in the background over the last week again. And it's like, the cast was great, but even if you can't have a great cast, you can have a great season by forcing dramatic situations 
in a way that progresses the storyline of the show. Like, doesn't the Polly, Kyle, Car Maria faith stuff, that's like involved in the voting of the show, but it doesn't feel like it's progressing the overall narrative of Final Reckoning, you know? Yes, I feel like the problem is is that they the best part of the show is the voting and the elimination, and they are not playing that and the up. Backstabbing, but it's like there's Literally. not there's not backstabbing per se in this season. It's I'm gonna go hook up with this person who then becomes part of my alliance and you know votes with me, and you're only hooking up with this other person because we had a weird falling out, and I really want to be with you. So I'm going to keep you around, but I'm going to try to also send home the person you're hooking up with. It's like so overly convoluted and not America's fifth major sport. You can't try to, we went on, I feel like you and I went on this rant uh, like two seasons ago when they were, there was like a challenge or a final or something where they like were really, really trying to present themselves as America's fifth major sport, but they weren't showing us the score or the time or something that yes, like, is a, right. a key essential for watching a sport. Right. No, I totally agree. I feel like they they almost like tried to get back to... I think what their biggest goal is, is to create a show filled with drama. And that's how they think it's going to get viewers. Right. Like, and, and it's... The- the challenge the format, challenge. it just happens to be how they're presenting the drama. It's no longer yeah. the drama within the challenge. It's this is a drama reality show. There happens to be some challenges in the world. Right. But like the best part of it was that there was drama because of the challenge. And because of that, there was even more drama. Right. Like that's how it should be. And that's, I just, oh, I just want another freaking elimination like it just pisses me off i want people to vote i want to be able to be voted in and choose the person that i get to go against because they freaking voted me in that sounds amazing like why aren't they capitalizing on this so um there is hope in two aspects well three aspects i guess you could say we talked about it and i've talked about it the last couple weeks justin booth is back as producer i believe so it's like you know, the, the, the guy who, who made the challenge what it is today is still there in some capacity. So it's like we always have that voice in the room. Final Reckoning, as they've been continuing to say, is the third and final chapter of this trilogy of shows. So hopefully it's like whatever the next show is, they kind of scrub the drama and start fresh. And they at least have the opportunity to present either a completely new format or bring back an old format that everybody loves or like we've said the fans would go crazy for ogs versus young bloods mm-hmm. and my final piece of hope another post on the challenge subreddit this time by diamonds are forever he has the um last three weeks um uh, viewership ratings and in the last two weeks the challenge has lost two hundred thousand viewers Wow. They, they are now, they, uh, yeah, they're behind Miz and Mrs., which is the Mrs. Uh, reality show <gasps> that plays on the same night, that plays on Tuesday nights on E. And uh, they're below, the behind Below Deck and SmackDown. So I think that that's like a, around where they hover, but the fact that they lost that many viewers 
says a lot and hopefully the producers read into it and say the pace is too slow we recognize that um too much drama not enough action and narrative and challenges uh i mean that, that's the thing we're already too late this season is in the bag it's been filmed there's nothing we can change about this but we can tweet at them we can I'm not telling you to not watch the show. I'm going to keep watching it. It's the fucking Absolutely. challenge, people. We still love it. We can't have it go away. But it's like they need to recognize that both their core audience and their casual audience aren't down with the direction that they've been going. Absolutely. So um, with that said, we can continue um, with the recap. Okay. So, um, I've got Joss being more concerned about Amanda getting across than his partner, Sylvia. And then he, he gives a little peck to Amanda once they get across. Are they together? Did we miss something? I, like, okay, wasn't it the fur the very first night? They were flirting, but that I, they were, but they made out. Did they? I kind of, kind of. Yeah, remember it was like they were on like the patio, mm, right? Vaguely. Is this not this that season? But I'm pretty positive. Yeah, it is. They were like on the patio, and they made out, and it was like the first time. Like I was like, oh, Amanda's gonna be a huge part of this season, and then all of a sudden, like we didn't hear anything about him, and then yeah, cut whatever. to four episodes later. Also, sorry, Sylvia. Like, how did Joss? really help her across yeah i'm not sure what kind of help she was expecting yeah. really the only time you can get help is on that first one where the it seemed like all the guys always went first where they would kick it back to the girl i mean yeah some. you could help but like how is he how would did he if he wasn't even on the same rope course as amanda how right. did he help her the first yeah he like pulled her from the last one to the platform not really like helping yeah her. you just stuck okay Literally, the, the first thing sylvia says when she pops out of the water is like oh he didn't help me it's like well, yes yeah. or like maybe you could have like tried to do it by yourself whatever <laughs> uh so yeah brad and kyle destroyed again Car Maria, they cut to a shot of Car Maria when Brad and Kyle finish because, you know, she, we, we got to know her reaction every time Kyle does something. Of she course. is very, it was like a little pissed, but very sad, just like dejected. Yes. We've already talked about the CT and Veronica stuff. Um, Jose still not being able to swim. My man, I don't know what else to say about you. See, I, I appreciate I, I actually it. thought that was hilarious, though. Like, CT freaking all of them out. Yeah, CT doing the, the fake outs. That was really He's good. like, I need to figure out a way to win or, like, not lose. He tried. He tried his best. He tried, and he did kind of panic. And he was trying to say he wasn't panicking because of the rope stuff. It was just from falling and being in the water. But, bro, just admit it. It was, it was tough. It was tougher than you thought it would be. <laughs> Um, and then there's this moment where Kaylee is doing pretty well and she's swinging from rope to rope and it cuts to an interview with Nelson and he's like, oh man, I'm so proud of how great she's doing. And to see her smile as she swings from rope to rope, it's like, dude, you realize you're being like pretty creepy about this whole situation. Like you're clearly. It's just gross. It's just vomit. It's just vomit worthy. You're not even together. Shut up. Like, I don't want to hear it. Also, you can barely see her face because her helmet's so low. Like, I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, the whole 
I guess we might as well just go into it because it's like kind of how the episode ends with this Kaylee and Nelson thing. And um, Nelson is clearly so, so into her that he is willing to overlook her like blowing him off, being a bitch to him and like hooking up with bananas and like all this stuff where she has given him so many signals that she's not interested. And yet just like a little puppy dog Every single time, like clockwork, he comes crawling back to her and being like, oh, I don't fancy her. I I I only fancy you. You're my favorite. It's like, dude, just just give up, man. She is not that into you. She really is not. And she's a total bitch. So I say, just get away. I'm over it. She's already stated to you that it's like, when she feels scorned, she will do whatever it takes to make you feel hurt. Like no matter how low she does not care. It's like, that's a, not a trait you want in a relationship. No. Um, and then, yeah, this last moment between them, Kaylee is watching Nelson. So, so now they're at the bar. Now we've gone CT. I'm skipping them being him being pissed at, uh, Veronica at the redemption house. Cause whatever. And then we get that Polly moment where he's, the only thing I want to add to this is Polly saying he's the most CT's the most iconic player on the history of the challenge. I love the low key subtle shots to bananas. Like, by all means, keep them coming. <laughs> I did think about that. That's um, great. So now they're at the club afterwards, and Kaylee is watching Nelson quote unquote flirt with other girls at the bar, while he like literally the only thing he ever talks about with other girls is you and. You, being Kaylee, are talking to Joss, who is your ex. Like, what? Do you not see the the lack of self-awareness? She's ridiculous. She, like, literally, if Nelson looks over at another girl, like, he, he's, like, done for. And I'm just like, how do you, could you consider being in a relationship with someone who's so psychotic? Yeah, she's not. It's gonna, it's gonna crash and burn faster than it starts. She's not stable. She is like vindictive when she gets burned. There's just so many red flags. You just got to back away. Uh, A few more things happen at the club here and then we'll wrap it up. We get Tori and Bananas absolutely trashing Brittany, which is a little surprising because Tori doesn't really seem like the kind of person that, you know, talks shit about people behind their back. But they're trying to like rehabilitate Brad into... Coming back to reality because be it, you know, his perception of whatever happened in the redemption house or him actually being ready to be over this relationship. Um, so yeah, two things here. I love that Tori refers to them as Bratney and it's, she's just like, Oh, it's the worst couple name and they're the worst couple. So it's perfect. And then <laughs> bananas says, I hope I get to watch their breakup on FaceTime wow bro wow you're a good friend also i love that everyone knows that they got allotted time to facetime you know what i mean like the facetime that's been like set ready to go all this stuff um yeah i don't know i mean i think they were like having a pretty honest conversation about somebody that they like know and semi-respect that's dating someone that they don't think is I good wonder, enough. Are Brittany and Tori the same? Are you the one season? Oh, that would be interesting. Check. Tori. I think because Tori is dating 
Oh god, what's the name? Okay, so Tori is season four. Wait, who's Tori dating? Tori is currently dating Jordan Wesley. I think because she's dating Jordan that she thinks that she's like can roll with the top dogs. She can though. I don't think she's wrong about that. No, but I mean she can, but like if her and Brittany are on the same Are You the One season, can she really be talking that much shit? Brittany was Are You the One season three. Tori season four. But they have you know been on the same amount of main shows, I think. All right, so the episode concludes with Brad still freaking out, Bananas and Tony kind of having a confrontation. It's more just like manufactured BS between them because Bananas is like, oh yeah, I'm going to let you take the lead on on these rope swings. And it's like, yeah, that's that's great camaraderie right there, Bananas. You really know how to uplift your teammate. Literally, it's just stupid. And then my favorite thing of the whole episode is anytime that – there needs to be a recap of drama from Dirty 30 and Vendettas. They always go to Tori for the recap. Always. And it's great. <laughs> She's do. so that great with true. the recaps. She's good at that. That's so funny. And then, of course, there's the um, cliffhanger, quote unquote, of the teaser for next episode of Brad and Brittany on their FaceTime call where Brad maybe confronts her about cheating or they break up or whatever. And then... Um, What's in the tease for next week? It's like... Uh, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How stupid is this though, right? So like Brad's like, oh my God, we're done. He speaks with Jose and it's like, I'm going to break up. I ha- Like there's no way like that I can't not talk to her to break up with her. Like we're through, we're through. And then starts FaceTiming with her and can't fucking get a grin off of his face. I know, it was weird. He's like, like yeah, we need to like, talk oh, about something to, oh, serious. I'm trying to be serious, but like, oh, I can't stop smiling. Because he, like, weirdly loves her and is obsessed with her. It is weird. They, it, I don't even know how to describe their relationship. It's Bratney. That's all you need to know. It's Bratney. That's it. Uh, so the teaser for next week, we get some kind of crazy uh, challenge on a train. And then we finally see the two pirate hookers hooking up. We get Carmaria all over <laughs> Kyle. It's finally happened. The pirate hookers. That's what they are, right? That's amazing. Um, yeah, it. I'm just watching the tease right now. It's them two all over each other. Faith flipping out, Kara crying. Oh, and then Shane taunting uh, Davon into a fight. So, you know, I- I'm still cautiously optimistic. As much as, you know, you heard in my rant that I hate this format and the drama isn't show related, it's still a real challenge season. So it's better than a chance for stars or a chance for pros. It's still, you know, our favorite characters and our favorite reality sh- people interacting. So I just, my, my gold standard for the challenge is so high that when they fall short of it, because we love this, this franchise so much, I feel the need to be like extra critical. So that's the only reason that I go so hard on the show sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's also like you want to be excited about it every time. And then you're like, okay, like I want what this show is all about, the challenges. And right, you don't totally. get that. Yeah. And it's just frustrating when the show divulges into Bad Girls Club drama when the reason that we loved it so much was that it was like great physical 
fifth major sport stuff with the 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 wonderful silver lining and cherry on top and frosting of the best drama in reality show mm-hmm. you know that's on tv so that's the yeah. only reason that um i feel the need to rip the show a new one every once in a while <laughs> keep them on their toes yep all right, so that about wraps it up this week. Um, as always, you can find the podcast on HedrickFiles.com, the Hedrick Files podcast feed, or if you just search for Rotten Banana Podcast in SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, follow me on Twitter at Logan Giantsbane. And I guess that about wraps it up. You got anything before we sign off here? Nope. See you guys next week. We will see you next week. Rotten Banana Podcast. We out. See ya. May your podcast be like a banana, both appealing and rotten. How is a banana appealing and rotten? That doesn't even make sense, bro. Cassie, when I want your opinion, I'll give it to you.